started noticing that like there's really a lot of these in Bangkok and it was kind of like a treasure hunt for me then like we go around the corner oh there's another one and then there's another one and I started collecting them in, in just short videos just taking like a 10 second video of each one then I started really realizing that like there's not only like a lot of them but they're actually all different and unique designs Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 137th episode, Rebecca Vickers joins me to talk about her experience growing up in Wisconsin, making art, playing music, and traveling the world, eventually earning her MFA degree in Bangkok, Thailand, where I catch up with her. Rebecca's work was selected by Richard Holland of the Bad at Sports podcast for our annual competition, so it's great to finally have her on. And if you're a new listener, we hope that you check out some of the other interviews on Studio Break. Again, we feature a variety of different artists. They come on, they share insight into their work and their studio, and we share them all on Studio Break. Again, each of our posts have images of the artist's work as well as links to their website so please check that out especially prior to listening to an interview there's a lot of stuff to go over for rebecca's a lot of interactive pieces so please head to her website and check it out and now that our introductions out of the way why don't we get on to the interview here's rebecca vickers stay tuned welcome to studio break rebecca vickers how are you i'm good thank you for having me um, again, it's been it's been great kind of having this uh, scheduled. Of course, you were one of our um, MFA winners selected by Richard Holland from Bad at Sports. And again, I guess just because it's interesting, you know, it's uh, it's early morning for me and, and kind of getting on uh, in, in the nighttime for you. So um, yeah. where are you currently at? Just so everyone can can be like, whoa, um, in Bangkok, Thailand right now. Right. So, again, I, I love that. It's one wonderful thing about Skype like that, right? I mean, you could just talk to people on the other side of the world. So, yeah, actually, I think I'm almost exactly on the other side from you. See, that's <laughs> that's all you need to say to an artist to kind of make them start thinking, right? Um, why don't we just start by just kind of a, a background? So, um, where are you from? Where are you, uh, you know, raised? And um, we can kind of go from there. I grew up. In, on a small farm just outside of Verona, Wisconsin, which is just outside Madison. Not that far from where you are now, right? Right, right. Just in, outside yeah. of Chicago. Grew up there and then ended up doing my undergrad at Madison eventually, but I also studied at Myad for a little bit before coming. And so it was like art and like kind of making things something that was always important to you or is that something that kind of came about uh through different ugh, different circumstances i kind of had a tongue twister there um yeah absolutely um growing up i'm my mom is an artist and graphic designer and my dad is a writer and a teacher so creative activities were always encouraged um i can remember even when i was like you know pretty young like 10 or 11 like my mom used to take me to the what it, like the continuing education classes at the UW at Madison like the art the drawing classes and things and they were actually like adult classes you know in the evening but she would just ask if it would be all right if, if she would bring me as long as she would also take the class and we would go together and 
it was, you know, really exciting when you're a kid to go to the university, like the evening, it felt really late and got your big pads of paper that seemed like so huge to probably like 18 by 24, but <laughs> they felt really big when you're a kid, you know? Sure. So yeah, definitely was into art as a child for sure. And it's, I mean, but that's something that you totally look back on and, and it was a good thing. Like your parents weren't like, you've got to do this. So they just kind of encouraged you to just be in, curious, I guess. Is, is, is it sound right? Or? Yeah, absolutely. They're, I mean, they're just fantastic. Um, and so was that something that you kind of always were around then that you always kind of knew, you know, you were going to do something in the arts when you're kind of, you know, getting older? I guess in high school, I actually got really into music and had a band with two of my best friends. And we played in that band for several years, even after high school. And we're pretty serious about it. So in high school, I mean, I was taking art, but also spending a lot of time on music, actually. And then after high school, we, the three of us in the band, like rented a house together and we were just practicing and playing music every day. And I really had no intentions of going to university, actually, at that point. But Tangentially, I feel bad that I didn't ask you uh, uh, what your role was in the band. Uh, guitar. Oh, okay. Okay, very yeah, cool. Yeah. I think there's something always so interesting about music to me, just because I think of it as being so like direct in terms of... I don't know, just just being in an audience and kind of like hearing hearing, you know, a song or a band play and you're kind of in this like context where it's so direct, like in terms of that experience. Yeah, yeah. Well and so and so you did you take a lot of like the, the typical kind of classes then too in terms of high school? No, yeah, we had a, a pretty good art program in Verona, I think. And music also. We had like a recording studio and we could use and for music and I think I took Probably almost every visual art class they had, <laughs> probably. And I'm curious, especially like with what you you know what we were talking about in terms of what you're doing now in terms of some uh, design work and things like that. Did you have kind of experience working with uh, computers and working digitally at a kind of younger, or is that something that came later too? Actually, what kind of happened was after high school, and I was you know just mostly doing the band stuff, and my parents, being you know the awesome parents that they are, they had like set aside, you know, some money for me to go to university, but it wasn't to be used for anything else. So, um, I, I really, I I wanted to make, um, a website for our band Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how how to do it. And I didn't have a computer either. And they decided that I, I could, I could use some of that money to get a computer if I would agree to like take, uh, intro web class and, uh, graphics class at MATC, Madison Area Technical College. I think it might be called something different now, but the the community school in in Madison. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I figured out that, you know, college is actually okay. It's kind of fun. (laughs) So I guess kind of like in terms of moving towards towards college then, I mean, was that something that when you started, did you just kind of take different classes? Did you have any idea in terms of like what kind of art you wanted to, to kind of pursue or anything like that? Yeah, um, well, I took those couple classes, you know, to get the computer, and then um, they were fun and everything, and so then I, I, I decided that maybe college would be okay as long as I could take, you know, only art classes and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I got sort of steered towards towards my ad because program doesn't have that many other sorts of requirements on, like, you know, Madison or something, but... Mm-hmm. 
So I started going to Myad, and I went there for, I think, three semesters, and really enjoyed it, but I wasn't willing to move to Milwaukee because I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to miss band practice, and I was also doing live sound at this very awesome rock club in Madison, and I didn't want to give up my job. So I was just going part-time to Milwaukee and commuting, and the results of that were kind of that I couldn't just take whatever class I wanted because the schedule was kind of restricted. So I actually ended up taking like all the art, having to take all the art history and um, whatever their English classes, like humanism, scientific thought or something, you know, all the the book and, and writing classes were what I kind of ended up having to take just because of the timing and the schedule. And I actually, you know, really liked those too. So then I was like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, university is actually really fun and interesting. And then I just transferred to Madison and finished there. And I had a great time at Madison too. It's a good, really good school. Again, so like in terms of like getting refocused or transferring or whatnot, I mean, was it like a, like a specific type of media that you were interested in or was Mm -hmm. it something that wasn't set? Not so much, yeah. I kind of took like a little bit of everything, um, painting and drawing for sure, and the, but then also like, video. I took a lot of video art and not so much 3D. I didn't really do too much 3D, but you know, you do your typical, you know, draw, uh, you know, still lives and, and things like that. But I mean, like in terms of like when you're starting to get into content, I mean, was there anything that you were like interested in exploring? Mm-hmm. You know, like in terms of your own. I guess experiences, or you know, how, how did that how did that aspect of it kind of start to kind of creep into your work, or when did you, I guess, first notice it? You know, as an as an undergraduate studying. I can't really say that I had a strong focus in that way as undergrad. I don't think I just did sort of a lot of different things. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially because like. You know, like I was, I was uh, just even joking about this the other day. I mean, I learned so many things so much later, like in graduate school, things that you should sure. learn in painting one, things that I'm like, oh my gosh. So I think the idea of kind of like, you know, certainly kind of taking everything under the sun and, and seeing what you can do with it, so many more experiences to kind of work from in the future, you know? Sure, right. And also I, I should explain maybe um, when I was doing my undergrad at, at Madison, my boyfriend, who lives here with me now and moved here together, but at that time he was doing landscape landscaping in Wisconsin. And, of course, you know, in winter in Wisconsin you can't really do landscaping. So mm-hmm. he, would, he would always have these kind of long holidays, like two months, and we would just, you know, save for the whole year and then travel for like two months out of the year. And I would just ask the instructors at university for like independent study credits. So there was several semesters at Madison that I was actually like traveling and then just doing independent projects. And where did you guys wind up going when you would go out and venturing? One year we went to like Guatemala and Honduras and Belize. And then another year, Thailand. It was the first time I came to Thailand and Philippines, Indonesia, Laos. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it's, got, it's got to be a pretty over, not overwhelming, but I mean, like, I don't know. I'm picture happy just driving down the street, you know, like taking pictures and 
being engaged, I can imagine that you were probably really, really engaged. I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't really have a strong focus because I'm just taking in so many different things. (laughs) What was that experience like? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, um, maybe you could probably talk about it for a, for a really long time, but I mean, um, I don't know, just initial impressions in terms of just having, having those experiences, seeing what other places are like. Uh, I think, you know, traveling is just an incredible experience. I mean, you just kind of realize that it's absolutely impossible to really imagine what a place is like until you've actually been there. You can learn so much from traveling, I think. So you were, you were kind of taking all these classes, you were traveling, doing independent studies, and what happened afterwards? What happened after you, you know, put together, I would imagine, some kind of, uh, you know, thesis or senior exhibition? or? Well, after, after I finished at Madison, then I guess I kind of, you know, maybe had the travel bug a little bit, and I, I wanted to do, you know, an MFA program, but wanted to go somewhere else to do it, so... Uh, as I said, we had I had been to Thailand to Bangkok previously just for holiday. And have you have you ever been? No, no. No, okay. It's um, you know, it's a pretty exciting place. Um, very different from Wisconsin. Sure, sure. Well, as <laughs> um, a as a as someone that didn't leave the country until I was like thirty, which is ridiculous. Um, I can kind of imagine, but again, my most of my knowledge is through like uh, stupid American movies. I don't know, you know, just, I just, you know what I mean? Just something that's probably like not anything like a real depiction of what Thailand must be like. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you should come check it out. <laughs> I guess just to put you on the spot then, I mean, what, describe some of the differences. I think the the thing about Bangkok that was most interesting to me is just sort of the the visual like the the landscape i mean it's really incredible the everything is so layered and there's just so much going on it's like i don't know it being a kind of a, a visual person it's really just i never i never get tired of just walking around and just looking around that relationship between like where you live i mean is that something that's you know like something that you're interested in in terms of artistically or just personally i guess yeah, I mean, I think now I think now a lot of my work is, you know, a, kind of about the city, I mean, the space that I'm in. In terms of, like, beginning your studies then, I mean, what what did you wind up, um, I guess, like, settling on or deciding that you're going to, you know, pursue for your MFA? Sure. Um, well, actually, the university that I went to here is, like, probably best-known arts university in in. Thailand and so everyone told me if you want to study art you should go there so I went there and asked to apply for their MFA program and they said that it's actually it's not an international program it's not open to international students (laughs) but it was pretty persistent I guess no I really want to do it I really want to join please let me join and they said that I could I could I could try studying as like a non-degree special student with the undergrads in the painting department first and just kind of see how it goes. So I did that for three semesters for a while and just kind of got to know everybody there and I think they got to know me and I had a, such a good time there and made so many friends and 
then they said, okay, after three semesters, they said I could join the, the degree program and, you know, complete the MFA. But the, they actually have two different um, programs. One is, I think, more typical to what we might be used to in the U.S. with, like, lecture courses also and that kind of component. And then the second one that they offer is just purely studio and you you have to write a thesis there's that's the written component but there's no um required like lecture courses Mm -hmm. so i Mm chose i chose that one just because of the language issue i mean you could join sit in a lecture if you wanted of course and you know hang out with those those classmates but it for me then the to complete the program was just you you have to do the written thesis and then have create a body of work as your thesis body of work so that's what i did well and and so what's it like then in terms of especially like kind of interacting with all these all these students i mean i think uh, i guess it's like in a real way it's like kind of putting art to the test like it's a visual language right so right you know, sure, in, yeah. in some ways you figure everybody just gets along um <laughs> but um i mean was that something that was really exciting too i mean i would imagine yeah yeah sure of course sure very exciting um i mean it's such a interesting way to get to know people i think like all my classmates there you know because sometimes i I will tell people that i feel like uh when i meet someone who's a native english speaker i feel like i can like figure figure them out quicker you know just because we're on the same page with the language whereas someone where you can't um you can't like read all the little the other not just the words they're saying but the other information that comes through when we're talking you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is easily so but you can do that like through through their art and through learning studying art together it was it's just a really good experience and I'm very happy that I did it yeah. so i was going to say though i mean you know coming from from madison studying in this program, I mean, were there different concerns in terms of what we think of as typical kind of like art classes or were they making a lot of the same things that maybe you'd seen in Madison, maybe just, I don't know, um, more local or more, you know, culturally relevant, uh, to Thailand versus, you know, the U S. Yeah. Not that different. You know, I mean, I, I think people always like to say that like, you know, in the, in the West, all the art is like more conceptual and then the east it's more traditional or spiritual related and Mm -hmm. i just i really just don't buy into that at all i don't think that's you know that's way too broad in general to say yeah i think they have this similar concerns as students in the u.s and ideas and they're interested in similar things but yeah like you said there is definitely some characteristics that are local or you know mm-hmm. not the same also i mean they would always tell me that like when in the painting class that like, oh your your paintings look like you know western i don't really know what that means but <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely saw differences too but i i don't know it was fun good good to, to have that talked about like kind of being you know, invested in a lot of different things in undergraduate. Was there any, like, start in terms of, like, f- like focusing on, on media or um, anything like that in terms of your, your artwork? 
Yeah, um, well, for my thesis projects, I did, like, series of projects that were all kind of, uh, I can say, like, sort of interactive in some ways for, you know, the users or the public. I think I definitely would not have done that had I stayed in the States because I think it was kind of a way for me to sort of learn about my environment, this new environment, and kind of ask questions and figure things out. So that's, I think, why I was interested in kind of incorporating that type of element. Now I've been here for five years, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not as interested in doing that types of stuff anymore, but I don't know. I think it was just at that time I wanted to kind of explore, you know, what was going on around me, all this new stuff. So I tried a bunch of interactive kind of elements in my work. And and I just want to remind listeners to, to go check out the website. Again, see some of the work that we're going to be talking about. There's a lot of interactive pieces and things that you can click through and watch and listen to. So please check it out before you uh, listen to this. But how, how do some of these, these I guess, pieces start in, in terms of their, I guess, conception and then, I guess, realization? And maybe you could talk about one that was... I don't know, maybe like a significant start for you, or at least one that you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting. One one project that I was working on was called, I called it the Pin Drop Project. So I made all of these um, small buttons, pins. They're like, you know, the pins that punk rock bands give out, you know, the, mm-hmm. the little like finish pin. And they're all different. Um, I made like 999 of them. And then... Connected to each pin was a small tag with a QR code on it, and I I put the pins all over in the city, just like hid them in little spaces all over Bangkok. And if you find the pin and you scan the QR code, it takes you to a website where there was a poem, and you could alter or change the poem one word or the whole poem up to you and then save it for so that the next person who found a pin drop and went to the website would see your poem so it's kind of like a, a always changing i like that idea of sort of uh installing something out in the public space that i actually wasn't really in control completely over what it even was you know what it would even say if you went to that website. Well, and I think that, again, I mean, it's something that I think is especially so fitting nowadays in terms of just having all of this technology that you can, I don't know, it's almost like leaving like a treasure hunt for people or, you know, like in a, yeah. in a weird way. Um, but then there's some, you know, there's something that they can interact with on that end, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. And so was it something where, like you were saying, like, you know, like kind of like one, one led into the next one and to like thinking like, oh, this one's going to be more like focused on sound. This one's going to be, you know, like you can kind of start playing it up between these different um, ideas that you had. Well, yeah, because that project, I was also photographing all of the pins and the places that I put them. It was the first time that I really kind of thought about photography, really. Um, And I was having fun doing that. And, you know, actually to put these pins, the 999 of them around, I had to, you know, walk a lot around the city. I was spending a lot of time just walking around and looking for good places to put these pins. And while doing that, I started noticing that lights, you know, the lights outside of the barbershop, I started noticing that like there's really a lot of these 
in Bangkok. And it was kind of like a treasure hunt for me then. Like, we go around the corner, oh, there's another one, and then there's another one. And I started collecting them in, in just short videos, I'm just taking like a 10-second video of each one. Then I started really realizing that, like, there's not only like a lot of them, but they're actually all different and unique designs, which was really surprising to me because it doesn't really make sense, like why why that would be. But I found 500 different designs in Bangkok. I mean, I think that's just really amazing that there's that many different styles, and it's was very rarely the case that I would find one and be like, Oh, I already have that one. You know, I can't collect that one. Like they're, they're almost always different and unique, which is just, it's just so fun, I think. And, and it's interesting that there would be something like that in, in our environment that it's, it's just a normal everyday object here, you know? So it's, you don't even notice it or think about it really. But once you kind of focus on it and, and, and figure out, you know, that how interesting it is then you just start seeing them everywhere and you can really enjoy all all the different styles and colors and designs yeah and there's a ton of them you know i mean again just um anybody anybody should really again for both of those projects i mean like the like you can scroll through all the pins you can scroll through all these all these signage things is it just any place that has these or um sometimes i mean mostly they are honestly like salons which is pretty incredible also that there would be that many yeah, <laughs> places yeah. to get your hair done but <laughs> i guess people like to go to the salon a lot here but um yeah but you know sometimes they're just i don't know a different kind of shop um sometimes they are like uh massage shop but um just so visually interesting you know i would i would imagine that it'd be easy to become obsessed <laughs> Yeah, I really like them just as like a form, as like an object. They're they're just really fun. And is that something that like I don't know your peers where they just kind of like well whatever you know they're just <laughs> they're just these signs I don't know. Actually, they they were really surprised by that project because they had they had never realized like how many there are and that they were all different. Like they had never realized it either. So they a lot of my classmates really enjoyed that project actually. I just think that idea of like being, you know, you might see something that somebody else does. And so, I mean, in terms of just kind of, I don't know, exploring, exploring something in a culture that might miss it. I don't know. Does that make sense for like what I'm saying? I mean, like somebody might totally overlook that, but you notice it like right away. It's this thing, you know, like what, what are these things? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, even, I mean, just whenever you go someplace new, you know, that you're not familiar with, it's, it's easier to see things. You know, because once we get familiar with stuff, it's harder to kind of notice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I guess it, in in terms of like the the works, then I mean, is it is it mostly like instances where you're like kind of like creating these these pins or creating these kind of like interactive slash I don't know project type base work, or are there also like works that you're you know making prints or anything else like that, or is it all kind of incorporating that into like a, an experience that you're setting up? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, well, for my thesis projects, they were all kind of, you know, project based. But um, after after I finished Whirly Lights project, I I don't know. I really wanted to like paint something, you know, and make something painting or or printmaking. So after that project, I started my electrics 
project, which is similar in the sense that I've been collecting images of all of the kind of utility boxes on the streets that, you know, have like the wiring from above comes down to, um, cause they're in Bangkok anyway, they're very, um, tagged up and lots of stickers on them and, and they're really interesting looking. And I, I've been collecting them in, in photograph and then I wanted that project to be not so much just like documentary kind of of them. I wanted to make something more almost like a portrait kind of of them. So, and I, as I said, I wanted to paint something. So I, I've been making these images of them that, that I, I thought, you know, okay, I know, I know that a portrait doesn't need to be like, representational to be a, a successful portrait but I wanted them to be kind of to look like the the boxes so I thought maybe if I tried to use techniques to make the images that are also on the boxes it might help to kind of catch their character a little bit so they, they often have like uh, spray paint on them and stencils and stickers so I make the image by cutting stencils and then using spray paint so it's kind of like one stencil for one color sort of but sometimes I'll use more than one color in one stencil but it's about probably like 15 stencils for one image I would say and then the final top layer is uh, a screen print from uh, halftone and that's uh, in the black color. If you see the image, you, you'll know. So, and I wanted that part to kind of replicate the stickers that are on them. So, I, I thought maybe, yeah, I can try to use these techniques to create the images, and then they'll be like portraits, and also kind of match them in in style and character. So, that's what I yeah, that's what I've been working on most recently. I, th- I think it's interesting to kind of. I don't know, think about how relatable some of these other skills are, because I'd I'd imagine that, like, those digital skills would be super helpful coming up with, like, 15 different stencils so that you can kind of very carefully um, make an image that, I mean, again, I would never have guessed that that's how these images were made, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of cutting. Um, (laughs) I use just, you know, the X-Acto knife and just cut them out one at a time. Actually, my finger is, like, permanently numb i think from the pushing on the exacto blade but (laughs) what are the scale of these uh they're the stencil the stencils that i cut are from a4 or i'm sorry use eight and a half by 11 Mm -hmm. okay so they're about that size and is it something like where you're also like working on these and and other things at the same time or is it something um where you're pretty focused on like a body of work or like a i don't know something that you're invested it in and then move on to the next thing yeah i've been working on these most of the time recently because i wanted to finish um they're i think they are in same as the whirly lights you know that's more interesting if there's more more of them mm-hmm. together so i wanted to f- make quite a few of them so i've kind of been focused on those for now but i just i just showed them recently at an exhibition here and Pretty much everyone said said that they would they would be interested to see this technique on a larger scale, and 
Um, so I think I, I think I might try to do something bigger next, but the similar stencil and screen print combination. I think. There's something about that aspect of it that seems interesting too, to be able to see like, you know, like a wall of these, you know, it'd be really interesting to kind of like, you know, see the way that they start kind of relating and the way that they're different. Um, I don't know. And some of them are like really minimal. Some of them are more complicated, kind of like um, collecting or, you know, like resourcing stuff. Is that something that, that kind of like pops up a lot in terms of things that you notice? Yeah. And... I, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know why, but it seems like every project I do, there always has to be a million of them. But sometimes, sometimes I think, you know, I am waiting for the day that I have the idea that's good enough that I only have to make one, <laughs> but no, but I, I'm interested in, you know, multiples and creating like a theme, having a theme and then creating many things on that theme. Yeah. Well, and it seems like so much like of what you've talked about thus far is like, there's like a do it yourself kind of ad not attitude, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, to, to be in a band to kind of like figure out how to make a website, um, you know, to figure out how you're going to put these projects together. It seems like, again, there's like a lot of, um, a lot of just kind of doing it, you know, like just kind of diving yeah. in. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I say that just because I think some artists are so, I don't know, you know, they make paintings of still lives or, you know what I mean? Like it's something that maybe doesn't change as much. I don't know. And maybe that's just my, maybe that's just the outsider looking at it. You know, I don't know. Um, no, yeah, I, I know what you mean. And actually I think, um, I think when I applied for the MFA program here um, and gave, you know, my portfolio from undergrad, I think the instructors were a little bit surprised, actually, that I didn't really have a, a focus because um, having studied, you know, those three semesters with the undergrads here, they definitely, like in the painting program, they, they study undergrad in the painting program for five years. So they come out of there with a pretty substantial body of work and they definitely have sort of their thing that they do mm -hmm. and I really didn't have that and I think I still don't really have that and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I just like to do lots of different things I guess I, I think it's interesting because like you the more that I've talked to artists too you realize like everybody definitely has different uh, different ideas of what's interesting or what, you know, what, the, what's, what they're going to become engaged with, you know, I mean, it makes sense to, to kind of focus on things that you totally want to do as opposed to things that you're not very interested in. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess too, like in terms of like thinking about this in terms of like wrapping up the, the MFA work. So, so did you show like a, like a variety of these different things at once or was there like a formal exhibition or, or how did that work? Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to have like a thesis exhibition to graduate for sure. So I had, I had done, I think like uh, seven or nine different projects or something throughout the, the program. And then for the, my thesis show, I just, uh, showed like five of them, I think, um, all together is like, sort of like small exhibitions in one bigger space. Actually, it was, you know, a pretty big space because I had a lot of, you know, I had to put up images of all of those pin drops and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I needed a lot of space. So we, I actually invited like several bands to come play and also some of my friends from university who do, you know, performance 
to do some performance and it was kind of a big party. <laughs> it was really fun. I mean, is that something that's nice now to kind of be in this mode where you can kind of investigate just kind of making these, these handmade pieces then? And then, yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely kind of wanted to just sort of, um, I don't know how to say, bring things back into the studio a little bit more, I guess, and kind of just work on sort of making things, um, you know, by hand and not so digital. So, so after you kind of, you know, wrapped up your, your MFA, you know, what have you, what have you been doing since? Um, and you know, what are you currently doing now? Um, so now I'm working here for a magazine. It's an art and design architecture magazine. I do some writing and some editorial work and it's probably actually not that unlike studio break in its benefits. I think, you know, like you get to talk to a lot of interesting people and artists and I'm always, you know, meeting creative people that are doing creative things. And it's, it's really um, beneficial for me, you know, for my own practice too, as well. I really enjoy it. Is there anything that you, you know, have coming up that you're particularly excited about in terms of exhibitions or, or new projects or other artistic adventures, or are you just focused on making these uh, stencil pieces for the time being and just kind of making art? Um, yeah, well, yeah, that actually for sure. But um, also have a fun and exciting group show coming up with um, nine of my nine of my classmates from university here. We're going to go to singapore next week and have a group show there so that's pretty exciting for us and we'll we'll have the show there and then also do like a a workshop there and um it should be a a very good time i'm sure well again i i really appreciate you taking the time to uh speak with me again it's very exciting and so again thanks for taking the time and it's fun talking to you yeah thank you very much Thanks once again to Rebecca for joining us, and make sure to check out her website if you haven't, RebeccaVickers.com. And the exhibition she mentions in the interview, Same Different, just opened. Again, the workshop is this weekend, but you can check it out at the Gilman Barracks in Singapore. I would like to remind you to check out all of the archived episodes on Studio Break. Again, each of our episodes have images of the artist's works, as well as links to their website, so you can find out all about them. Again, go through the archive feature on the left sidebar. You can go month by month and see all the podcasts that you missed out on. If you like, you can also go to the iTunes store through the hyperlink, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, and that way you've always got something to listen to, especially if you've got a commute or anything like that. So I also like putting it out there as something free to listen to, so hope that you enjoy that, and hope that you could help us out by leaving us some comments, some feedback in iTunes for other podcast listeners, and you can also help us out by getting the word out on Facebook, liking our page, and of course, sharing uh, cool announcements when you see them, so please participate there. You can also participate by following our Tumblr account at studio-break.tumblr and you can also tweet us at Studio Break. Again, it's really cool hearing from uh, listeners. Again, they share work, they share projects and show announcements and things like that, so please tweet us at Studio Break. 
And speaking of announcements, we're very excited to let you know that Julia Friedman, the director of Exchange Works, will be our juror this year for our 2015 competition. Again, Exchange Works is a website where artists are able to exchange their work in the form of trade for different resources. So it's a really cool opportunity to get your work out there and maybe uh, trade something for it. So please check out Exchange Works. And just to let you know, we do hold the competition open for current and recent students as well as emerging artists and professional artists that want to get their work out there. So again, it's a fun competition that we hold every May and the details will be out shortly. I'd also like to thank Skylar Mail for providing the music for Studio Break. You can check out his art, his music, and all sorts of good stuff at SkylarMail.com. And again, rather than announce a, a bunch of exhibition openings, again, there's a ton of stuff opening this weekend. Why don't you just share it on our Studio Break Facebook page, and that way everybody can go there and see what's going on. So we look forward to, to seeing uh, announcements, especially in the future. Uh, please share them there. And with that out of the way, that's our episode for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you real soon.